What's up, everybody? It's me, J-Caps. It's the world according to J-Caps. Thank you so much for tuning in. What can I say? I have this podcast. Um, you know, time marches on. And um, we never know what's coming next. So I am grateful, truly, for everyone who uh, is listening to this show because... Just like you, I have no idea what I'm about to say next, and I hope it comes out good, uh, but we, uh, but no promises. Uh, mostly, it's just going to be a hang sesh. Um, cool. So at that point, let's fade this intro song out and get to it. Thank you so much again. All right, cool. So it is now April 5th, no, 4th, but this is probably going to... If you listen to it right hot off the presses, then it's April 5th. But it is the night of April 4th, uh, which means last week I was talking about um, when What's-His-Name got slapped by the other guy. But now I don't even care about any of that shit, dude. So fuck that <clears throat> stuff, right? Exactly. Um, what do I care about now nowadays and this week? Um, not Not really anything pop culture related. I don't know. You know, I, I happen to have been paying attention to when that thing happened at the moment that it was on. And I guess it was one of those unavoidable things. But back back to life as usual where I don't really pay attention to a lot of stuff uh, that I guess would connect us um, to, to you, know, gen, you know, general nonsense that happens and we could talk about it. What's going on? Uh, the Ukraine and Russia... Uh, war is still going on. Um, have you guys been able to figure out any ways, solutions to that problem? Uh, let me know in the comments if you think that you have solved it or if you have figured out a way to talk about it to your friends that makes you sound better than them because that's what we're really in it for. We just want to figure out a way to leverage our own status above the other humans that we know. And that is... Most of human nature. Most of human nature is a type of um, jungle-style subterfuge of um, using all the talents, abilities, uh, language, etc., um, to figure out a way of you are better than your neighbor. And, um, and then maybe you can squirrel away some, uh, some resources from the world and make a life. And hopefully that uh, you are able to do that in a pocket of time that doesn't swallow you whole. Um, so, you know, wow, guys, really sorry about this. I mean, really sorry. You know, I have, I'll just talk about, so since uh, for the last, this is my, starting my fourth week, I teach at a special needs school. I teach art at a special needs school. And then Monday through Wednesday, I go from Freeport, Long Island, and I drive to um, Port Jefferson, Long Island, to, to teach at an art, another art school. Well, no, my day, my day job is just at a special needs school, not a special needs art school, which would be cool. The idea of a specifically teaching art, like teaching like atelier-style, difficult-ass cast drawing and écorché and all of the, and like um, Barg, and all of that shit that means nothing to you, the listener. Um, but, but, but it was specifically that, stu- that study, but only to special needs students. Um, what would it be called, guys? What would it be called in a thing that I could say on a podcast that goes out publicly that doesn't uh, incriminate me in some way? Um, I don't know. You know, that's, that's really, you know, nowadays you got to watch. I, I assume a lot of people said that um, that uh, or at least I don't know if a lot of people said or if I said, but I think a lot of people said that Will Smith's slap would be a, would set a precedent. But I think that like, you know, the precedent had been set already. And you got to especially doing a free form podcast when have a, having a guy who works at a special needs school and also likes comedy. You know, it's, da- it's dangerous. You're in dangerous hot water territory already. But I don't know what it would be called. Because, like I was saying, I've been working like these 14-hour days. And like right now is, I'm at the end of, I got up at, uh, I got up at 6, 
o'clock this morning, and now it is 8.35. We are uh, six minutes into the podcast, or five minutes, five minutes into the podcast. By the way, I always record a minute of dead air so that I could produce this thing better. I use it, I use the, um, what do you call it? The, the feature where you take dead sound, just blank sound, and you remove the blank sound from the audio file so that it sounds crisper. It's a little, it's a little production trick that I do so that I could deliver a better product to the audience. Um, I was thinking as I, before I started this, I will, I wolfed down a Chipotle, uh, veggie burrito. I had, it was a tortilla, the big tortillas with brown rice and then both different types of beans, no salsa, a lot of lettuce and a little bit of cheese. That was all. And that's what I had for dinner. Um, and then I wolfed that down and then I decided to walk outside um, just to clear my head because I feel like I've been going all day and I wanted to at least try to have a little bit of clarity before I came and talked out my ass for an hour to you guys. And uh, while I was out there, I was thinking about, I was thinking about how, you know, I don't, I, I like, I don't really know who the show goes out to, but I do know that some people do like it. And also, I really, really am appreciative of the connection because I feel like this connection, um, whatever this is, comes at the end of like this like grading animals which i mean i'm not <laughs> i haven't put out a grading animals episode in months um but also i'm going to los angeles in 2 weeks to um to be honored for being a part of a festival and i'm also nominated for the best writing and i'm also like there's going to be some possibility of, you know, maybe taking this show to the next level. You know, all fingers crossed, right? Like, all let's all hope that something good can happen. But on the inside, I have felt like, um, you know, it's hard for me not to feel uh, like I've failed myself, kind of, just from I- experiencing the burnout, like, purely because that's how I felt. And um, and also just the raw deal of having, I don't know, ha- having experienced whatever, like the social media ro- roller coaster of putting yourself out and, out and like playing that game sort of like made me a little bonkers. So it's weird. Like I'm going out there and also on the inside, I feel like I have to build myself up and be like, Hey, you know, I got to like get back in the game and I got to like be positive about myself because I have to go and like be like the face of this thing that I made um with the feeling without any of the like the inner feelings about it. Like just being like you know, uh just hoping for the best and also bringing that hope that hope into any possible interaction that could be positive. And um that's that's crazy. It's a hard it's like weird. So one of the things that I am trying to be you know thoughtful or like mindful of is that this show that I made and like you know not not really this podcast cuz I feel like this podcast is really like a full out last ditch effort to like maintain a connection with the audience of grading animals. But um, grading animals, like, like it was, it, it's like, um, you know, I got to connect with a lot of people, and I got to like expand. Um, I don't know. By cre- I got to like share my creativity with people, and I, I found that it was um, welcomed, and uh, I'm like really grateful. I don't know. I'm really grateful, and I'm like not. Um, yeah, like it's it's something that's like intangible because, you know, and when I'm like uh, when I'm like grasping or when I'm not uh, 
feeling grateful when I'm like feeling like stupid and selfish. Like I can lament like whatever, like that it could have been bigger or whatever, or even like since because of <laughs> like it does it does feel like a punch when you know uh at the tail end of like the show like I, like since last since last uh like august i the 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 account has lost a thousand followers it's like feels bad you know <laughs> you know it's like oof wow all right but um anyway like i'm like truly grateful and i'm like i want to you know the reason why i try to like ask for suggestions is just to like maintain like some type of through line where like this show talks directly to the people listening to it and you know a lot of the grading animals episodes were suggested animals and i just did that um and uh yeah i do like the i do like the connection so you know it's just uh it's been a what it's been a wild roller coaster anyway i'm gonna ding that i think that was that was pure and heartfelt and you know, it's the end of the, like, I'm so exhausted that just to talk and keep uh, on this, on like a, a single train of thought uh, feels like a lot of work, not a lot of work, but just like, you know, I'm tired. So it's just what it is anyway. But, but I, but I can't rest on my laurels. Let me get to the suggestions. Now this week um, I didn't get many suggestions you know, I I got to say that I do hate Instagram because it is not a it is not made for the artist. Like what I mean is you know what whatever I put out now because like I am not I'm not putting out like stuff every single day or I'm not putting out reels or whatever the reason is, um it suppresses like it does not let the audience that I have see what I make and it has not been doing that for like a solid year. So like whenever I put out my, my questionnaires of, um, of like, Oh, Hey, uh, ch- like eh, put something, you know, eh, answer a question or what should I talk about? <laughs> so it'll go out to like 60 or 90 people. And like I, and there's like 6,000 followers right now. Let's just say for the sake of argument that, like half of them were bots, right? Like even if still that's 3000. So the idea that like they'll only show a story to 60 people is it's like what's the point of having the thing? I mean, this is really the reason why um I stopped putting episodes out was because like the diminishing returns of it. It's like why work so hard if the thing you're putting it out on doesn't show it to the people who want to see it? It's like right? Like what why would you do that? How would you subvert how would you subvert that mechanism? I don't know. So anyways, but no. So I didn't get many responses. And that might be because this show sucks, but I'm really trying to not be super negative. So I'm just going to say that uh, I'm just going to blame it on Instagram and say that's the reason why um, nobody wanted to suggest anything. But I still got, I still had Richie Rich 4288 and Varsha Brothers um really hold down the fort. So I'm going to start with uh, Rick, Richie Rich 4288. And he asks the top 10 an- anime betrayals um, that I've ever, that I've ever known of. <laughs> now, Richie Rich over here thinking like one, I ever gave a shit about anime, which is wrong, which is no, I never gave a shit about anime. Um, and to even think that I know any of the characters. I mean, what character, what anime characters do I really know? I know Totoro. I also know Ponyo. I also know um, Howl from Howl's Moving Castle. I also know, uh, what the hell is the girl? Spirited Way girl. Also, what is the other girl from, what the hell is the girl who looks, looks like, she has like wolf blood on her face and she's like running around Mo- Princess Mononoke. That's a an anime character I know. 
Uh, so as you can see, mostly just, oh, who else? A Kiki's delivery service, I know. Um, and those are the best animes that were ever made because they're, they're made by the Rembrandt of anime, uh, Hayaz- Hay- Hayao Miyazaki. He's the best one. He's the best one they ever, that ever did it. All other animes are like for autistic kids to know what, um, what emotions are because it's just like a guy who looks like he's constipated, like squeezing out a shit and his eyes are bulging out and his teeth are gritted and he's like, they're just flicking between like two frames of like his, and then it's like the slow pan up as it, as the guy's eye flickers and then it's another guy and then you pull out and it's just like they're they're both trying to shit and they're looking at each other. For some reason they're in a like a cult style bathroom where it's just a bunch of uh, toilets, but no stalls. You know the kind of toilet you'd find in a cult? Why do I know that? Because one time I was upstate. If you ever are driving upstate New York, um, there's a patch between like Catskill and like Evansville and like around there where nobody is checking on anybody. Um, if you ever saw that movie, um, what the hell is it? What the hell's the name of the movie? The name of the movie is, um, fuck. I I I want to say uh, what the name of it is is Mar, uh, Martha, Marsha, Martha May Marlene or something like that. I think it's with like the other Gyllenhaal. Uh, I don't know. It might be the Gyllenhaal girl is in it. I'm not sure, but Martha Marcy May Marlene. That's the name of the movie, and that is that movie was made because the filmmaker made another short film about the same thing. But yo, up up over there in upstate New York, like between that area, there's all kinds of cults going on. And you can go, you can check it out. If you ever drive over there, there are like all kinds, just go, just drive around in that area and like look at flea markets on a Sunday. And you'll go to a flea market and it will be on like... um some big compound where uh, they're showing like there's a 50 foot screen in the middle of a farm patch and they're showing like a, a sort of like propaganda film about like, um, you know, the way, like the way of being like a transcendent way of being. And there's all like um, people uh, like watching it for like intently. And then there's like, there's a, there's, there'll be a flea market and it'll be selling bullshit, it'll all be handmade stuff, and then you'll ask to use the bathroom, and they're converting, like, um, what do you call, like, a animal, like, where, where horses would have been, they're converting it into, like, a bunk bed situation, and the bathrooms are all just, like, several toilets that have been cemented into the floor in, like, a haphazard, uh, in a, in a haphazard uh, formation, with no stalls and no doors and just like that's where you go shit. So maybe it's not a cult, but like I don't know. You also see a lot of buses that have been like hand painted the whole way through and they're always passing you. And um and then the Marsha Martha May Marlene movie, which is a pretty good movie. So why did I even think of that? Um oh yeah. I think I got there from Miyazaki movies. Um, oh, that's where I got there from thinking about how the anime characters lo- always look like they're trying to shit, but they're constipated. And they're like, not only a, is a blood vessel popping in their eye, but a blood vessel presumably is popping in their rectum. So, but do but anime betrayals. Um, no, I just don't know. The thing about it is I... I don't know. I guess I was born at the wrong time to get um, really, really into it. Or maybe it was just that different media had captured me. Like, if you were to say the top 10 sharks, then maybe like, you know what, Richie Rich, I reserve the right to change your question. I'm just going to say the top 10 sharks, because if there's something that I really was into instead of anime, it was nature. I actually gave a shit about nature. I was just thinking about this because 
I am I have to go and talk about grading animals with the intent to be like, yeah, like let's produce this show, right? I have to be like, yeah, this is this thing that and the truth is is I did. I I invented this crazy thing that I really believe in and it like it encapsulates a lot of my sense of humor as well as the way I feel about the natural world. And um the even the even the why, like why I would do something like that is because I'm still like really intensely inspired by the natural world like um i guess at a certain point you uh you stop being interested in nature but that never happened for me i was always i was always um really moved by it so um so like for instance like i don't know like when I, even was as a teenager like i and and I remember it even sucked at that time, but I would still be like, yo, shark week, and how come we don't have whale week as well, you know? So let's get into it. Top 10 sharks, right? Um, I'm going to say 10, and I'm going to start with like, you know, you're on the list, but like you just barely made it. I'm going to go 10 is the Megamouth shark, because Megamouth shark has only been seen 160 times. And forgive me if this is a rehash of the actual grading animals episode, but like, yes, it's only been seen 160 times from 1971 till now. So yeah, it maybe it's just one sh- one shark going around trying to go viral and 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 if it is respect. But things that we have heard about the megamouth shark is that their mouth glows in the dark, which that's great, a glow in the dark mouth. Uh also unlike um unlike the basking shark who swims around like it's about to like like it's trying to blow like a sperm whale or something uh like the megamouth shark doesn't swim around with its mouth all baggy flopping open it has a kind of cool look it kind of almost looks like a badass shark you know there's some sharks that are feeder that are filter feeders which means they have ba- <laughs> they don't have baleen plates but it means they have baleen plates it means they have, they basically are whales, but they're sharks. And since sharks came out b- before wh- whales, whales never didn't come up until the Eocene period, um, I think. Uh, yeah, I think they didn't come out till the Eocene period. Um, it means that whales are ripping off sharks because sharks were the original whales. They're the original filter feeders. So take that. You stupid pieces of shit whales thinking you're all better than us, thinking, oh, I don't have to accept the blame of mammals, mammals being the creature that ultimately destroyed the planet. Um, I don't have to take the credit because I live in the ocean. Nah, bitch, fuck you. You're a poser. You're trying to, basically, your whole, you stole your whole entire thing off of, like, second-rate sharks. How come whales didn't all become toothed whales and just been like, because killer whales are the toughest animals on in the ocean. If the killer whales are the humans of the ocean, they go they go invasive. They kill for pleasure. They're just like going around fucking everybody up. Killer whales, like aptly named, um, they're like they're they should be called human whales. I'm I don't mean to like st- stomp all over the legacy of humans, but like. You know what? Yes, I I should. But I also don't want to make it like um like a, a us like a us versus them thing. Like um I am complicit in the destruction of of humanity, of nature as you are. Everybody is complicit. Like if you watch the internet, if you have the have the internet or like you have the lights on and you like drive a car or do anything as part of human society, then like you're also contributing. So like stop trying to pretend like you're better than like you're better than um, somebody who like is also bad to the environment, but like wants to pretend climate change isn't real or whatever. Like you and that guy are the same person because you participate in human society. Nothing you can do about it has been going on since fucking 
the seven it was a rap by the 1700s it was a rap by the 1700s when like in the book barkskins where they're like um yeah the government collude like like local governments colluded to like figure out like what forests they can buy and cut down like that it was a rap so in any case and like there's and then there's tons of other human issues that are like more important than like uh, our relationship to the planet because you know humans like need to use this entire thing to wipe their ass but anyway uh we're not trying to like say that like anyone is wrong here it's 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 all to it's all just to say that whales are posers for ripping off of the megamouth shark which is a glo- which is a, a basically an original whale cuz it filter feeds eating plankton and its mouth glows in the dark and guess what also it's related to the great white shark so number 10 best shark megamouth shark okay so number 9 on the best sharks i'm going to go with aquarium favorite sand tiger shark now Sand tiger shark uh, is, if you've ever been to the New York Aquarium, they have a shark room, and it's all sand tiger sharks and maybe a few nurse sharks. And, like, sand tiger sharks look like they got punched in the mouth a bunch of times and their gums are bleeding. And there's, like, their, their mouth has, like, six rows of teeth popping out of it. Like they really don't have their 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 whole style is all raggedy ass sand tiger shark looking, and I think they're they're part of us they're part of a type of sharks called sandbar sharks. So these are sharks that basically hang out at the sandbar and they just hang out. They just like talk shit. They knock a few back. They like you know they hang out with starfishes and um, hermit crabs and stuff. You know, they're like sort of down and out. They're like betting on seahorses. That sounds like a good visual image. But yes, you know, they're like the, they're like, you never see like scumbags who hang out at off-track betting. Like, have you ever known any like horse racing people and they like, they stink of stale cigarettes and they're just like, they, you know who they're like? They're like the guy who from Squid Game. Remember the guy from Squid Game who is like the hero? The hero of Squid Game who he himself is such an abhorrent piece of shit that if you knew him in real life, you would hate his guts because he would have connived money out of you and fucking screwed your life over and deserved to go to Squid Game and die because that was the type of person, that was the quality of person that went to Squid Game who like was... Basically, yeah, I I literally will sell my daughter's gift so that I can go bet on a horse because I have no fuck because I'm addicted to this thing. But I also it's my only joy in life to fucking, um, you know, I don't know. Sometimes like I guess I I'm not having an em- empathetic attitude toward addiction, but also like it's like you know, let's not pretend um, like people don't take the path of least resistance toward their own joys. You know what I mean? Like, humans are indulgers. We want what we can have easily, and if we can get it easily, we we don't know when to turn it off, right? So, sand tiger sharks are like that. They're like pieces of shit. But they are in aquariums a lot, and for young kids who never saw a shark before, that's really important. It's important for young kids to see sharks, and... Sometimes because, you know, sand tiger sharks are chill because they're, you know, you know, so on the sauce, you know what I mean? Then they can live in aquariums. They don't need to fucking go out into the ocean. They, they're like, fine, I don't just feed me whatever. They don't care. They're not trying to be like a great white shark jumping out of the water trying to eat a seal. They're like, I don't give a shit. Let me just like, I don't know, put some fil- put some flakes in the tank. I don't care. So. And then all the five-year-old kids who, like, hopefully will get inspired to, you know, for, you know, you're four years old, you learn about sharks, then five years old, you get taken to the New York Aquarium, then you go see the sand tiger sharks, then you grow up, then you don't get to become a marine biologist because your parents won't let you go to a, a Florida summer camp when you're 13 because they don't want you to go to sleepaway camp. So you have this latent 
like interest in nature, but then you pursue your other uh, loves like art and theater and stuff. And even those ideas don't pan out really like, but you try to keep it in your life. And then, you know, later on you end up making a web series that like um, fuses all of your joys together. Like, and one of those joys is animals. So, and then, you know, to keep that, to perpetuate that behavioral cycle, we need sand tiger sharks. So number nine, sand tiger sharks, that is the number nine best shark there is. Um, number eight, best shark. Um, let's go with the thresher shark. Thresher shark, maybe you guys never heard of the thresher shark, okay? It's possible. But what the thresher shark is, is a, it's a weird shark. So first of all, it has a very squished face. It's almost like if you took like a, like let's say you took a blue shark, also a great shark, we'll be getting to it on the list. Let's say you took a blue shark and you took its nose and you slammed it down in the table. And then it, instead of having that nice long point, it had like a blunt point, right? And then you took their head and you put it in Photoshop and you blew their eye up really big, right? And then while, since you were in Photoshop, you just use the um, the smear tool to smear the top part of their tail out so that it was like three times as long as the body. Not the bottom part of the tail, because you know how the tail is like when you make a little L with your fing- with your uh, forefinger and thumb? Like that's how a, t- a shark's tail is? Well, I'm talking about like imagine you kept your thumb normal, but then you pulled your forefinger all the way out like three times the length. That's what a thresher shark looks like. And how does it work? Why does it look like that? Well, hopefully the listeners of this show are just getting like a little recap. And also, I'm just realizing that like, how dare I not do an episode of Grading Animals about a thresher shark? I mean, now talking about it, I could probably come out of retirement just to fucking do an episode about the thresher shark because listen what happens. So you guys know that... um, even though uh, the ocean is is so wide, so deep and wide, that um, you, if you're a fish, you can basically do anything you want. You can just swim anywhere. You can just swim anywhere. Like, it's huge. You can just keep swimming. But what happens is fish, like humans, are conformist losers. And they basically stay, stick together in little packs because they're so tiny and they're afraid of the whole entire ocean. So they, they, they stick together and they like only go where the other one is going and they pretty much follow like this invisible magnetic current of water or something like that. Who knows? Or they're following like little trails of plankton. Nobody really knows because um, it was not important for us to like explore the natural world. It was only important for us to survive by however we could, uh, by any means necessary. Um, so anyway, so what happens is all these fish are swimming around in these big gangs, these little schools. You could call them schools. You can call them public schools of fish. Um, public school 187 of fish, all swimming together in one building size arrangement of fish, right? But then what happens is in the, in dark, out in the open ocean, all the predator fish have figured out ways of like basically 9-11ing themselves into those buildings of fish and just killing them, right? So you have like a gigantic column of fish all swimming. And what happens is, you know, like a dolphin, what a dolphin will do, a dolphin will go under those fish and put bubbles in a circle and the bubbles will like get inside the gills of the fish and then they'll have to swim up and then the do- the dolphins will just swim into what will happen is all the little bo- the fish will like go from a building sized trail of fish to a little ball a big ball of like fish and then they'll just pick them off whereas a swordfish or a, or a, or his his cousin the marlin those two those two um rack on tours of the ocean those guys they just they just dive face first into the into the ball of fish and they basically go kebab style, spearing fish onto their nose. And then, once they have enough fishes kebabbed onto their, onto their nose, then I think that the other, like what happens is like the swordfish will have like five fish kebabbed on, and then the marlin will come over and like sh- like they're sharpening swords, like and they'll sharpen all the fish off of their nose, 
And then, like, that's how they get the fish off of it. But, okay, so, but the thresher shark, now he has this long tail. So what he does is he goes up to the ball of fish and he, like, whips it. He, like, just, he whips it real good onto the ball of fish and he whips whips the ball of fish and then some of the fishes are stunned. They're, like, stone cold stunned. And... That's how the thresher shark works. So have you ever heard of such a thing? So that's the thresher shark, number eight. And honestly, I feel he could have done better, but, you know, it's a, it's, you got a lot of heavy hitters in the shark scene. Um, there's a, I mean, sharks are cool, you know? That's the thing. So number seven on the shark, on the the sharks, the greatest sharks of all time list, as asked by Richie Rich, who asked, what was the 10 best anime betrayals? First question he even asked. And I was just like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever been asked in my life. How how could he even think that I would know anything about that topic? What does he think of? What does he think I am? One of the kids I teach at my special needs school? Come on. So instead, I'm doing something that's not special needs, and I'm being a person that's talking about my 10 favorite sharks. Definitely not what you would call an autistic behavior. So um, where was I? Number seven on the best sharks of all time list. Um, Number seven shark is going to be the bull shark. Now, I know you guys thinking. You guys are thinking. Can you move on to another topic, please? But no, I can't. I literally can't think of anything else to do. It's terrifying to to imagine bailing on this premise right now. So the bull shark is a shark that's actually figured out how to go freshwater, which I don't know how he does it. I thought sharks were only saltwater, and they would never go in freshwater, but the bull shark does. I guess maybe they breathe air or something. Who knows? But also, the bull shark is pound for pound the toughest shark and apparently kills a lot of people, which you never hear about that shit. You never hear about um, the bull shark killing a lot of people. You never hear about sharks killing people anymore. And, you know, I'll also apologize if the information that I'm spewing right now is information that was true in like 1975 and isn't true now because I'm not sure if all the sharks I'm talking about are are already extinct. It's very possible. But when I was coming up, the bull shark was it was in the Mississippi River, it was in the Colorado River, it was in the St. Lawrence River, it was any freshwater lake you could think of. I don't know how it got there. It was in the fucking Great Lakes. The and honestly, I think that the bull shark is they they have a little bit of like they know they know what anim, like what humans to take out because you never hear about people getting killed by the bull shark, right? Because why? Because who's going to suspect that a, a shark is going to kill a motherfucker in fresh water? You're going to expect that a guy just drowns in the Mississippi River off of a riverboat cruise, off maybe he's like one of the dumbasses from the show Ozark, and he fell off the Missouri Bell, and oops, now he's getting his ass eaten by a bull shark. But nobody would ever think that it was a bull shark. They would just think that the guy drowned. And then, who knows, like maybe all the type of Chicago gangsters throwing, um, throwing, uh, you know, bodies into Lake Michigan to be eaten by bull sharks and nobody was the wiser. So, you know, that's what's really cool about bull sharks, you know? And nobody, and honestly, like, and they keep their shit on the down low. They're not trying to, like, they're not trying to be known by um, the media. Like, they're not trying to do what the great white shark does, where it's like, I'm trying to be the most popular shark of all time, you know? Um and I, th- I can respect that because, you know, sometimes I think, look at my lot in life, right? Like, look at me. I'm, I'm doing a podcast. I'm, for- I'm 40 minutes into a podcast with a listenership of nobody talking about my favorite sharks. Why, why, why did this happen? But then I'm like, you know what? All my life, I've loved indie culture, right? 
not realizing that the promise of indie culture would be rewarded back to me when I myself would be indie, the very thing that may hold me back from a wider audience, or that this is just stupidity that I'm saying. But anyway, bull shark number seven. So um, number six of the greatest sharks of all time. Um, I'm going to actually switch shit up, and I'm actually going to put a sh- uh, an animal that's technically not a shark, but definitely deserves to be on the list, and that's the manta ray. All right? Now, the manta ray, sharks and rays are, they're on the same team, which is cartilaginous fishless, which is cartilage, which is fishes that have cartilage bodies and are from Los Angeles, okay? So cartilaginous fishes are rays and sharks, and so... I don't think that anybody is uh, auditing this podcast and tell me that I'm not allowed to put a manta ray smack dab in the middle of a shark list. Uh, And why, right? Why? Because the manta ray, um, like, that's just a great thing. Like, when you think of, like, some people, they want to believe in God, right? I mean, it's ridiculous to to think that, like, it's, it's so selfish and ridiculous to think, like, Oh, uh, yeah, like, not only are humans the most important thing on Earth, but also, like, our mythology that we came up with 2,000 years ago, that's also real. Um, But, on the other hand, you know, look at some of these wacky-ass creatures that have, that have been, uh, that have, that have evolved, right? And then you think, well, that is pretty cool. And maybe... Maybe a god doesn't exist like a hairy-ass man, right? Like a hairy-ass man in the sky. But maybe there's a, there's a type of, like, whimsical energy of, of like, random, just, ran, like, randomness. Not even random anything, just randomness that has awarded us to be alive in the present moment where all these wacky things exist right like a manta ray a gigantic fucking looks like what the hell what the hell is a manta ray what did they take a a great white shark and flatten it with a rolling pin no not a great white shark uh, a killer whale they took a killer whale and flattened it with a rolling pin how come how come um manta rays have the exact same markings as killer whales that's a question right it could be that god took a rolling pin and smushed him out um, because, you know, you look at the fins of a, a, a manta ray that, you know, the tips of them, and it looks like the dorsal fin of a killer whale. So I don't think anybody ever thought of that. So manta ray is definitely number six of the best sharks of all time. Okay. So number five, we're down to the middle of the list. And you know what else? I realized that I'm 40 something minutes into the podcast, and I may, this may be the only question I get to, um, but that's okay because not many people even asked questions, so I think why not indulge in my own, right? So number five of the best sharks of all time, um, I'm going to have to go with the, um, I'm going to go with Great White Shark. All right, now, that's that's really good. You're probably thinking, is that the only shark you could think of just now? As push came to shove, you didn't want to kill time. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Other other part of it is that, like I've said on Grading Animals, I'm not really a big fan of this shark. Like, I think that it's mad overrated. Um, it is pretty cool. It is a pretty cool shark. But it also but also it's like an entry-level shark. Um, no, nah, Great White Shark, like, listen, it's a lot of people's favorite shark. It has very cool pointy teeth. Uh, they're warm-blooded. That's cool. Um, they're like the number one go-to man-eater. They really, if there was ever a shark that got pinned, that got pinched for killing people, that is the shark. You know what I mean? And so respect. So honestly, respect for, you know, giving it back to us a little bit. I mean, unfortunately, humans have mastered the planet. Um, 
it's well, I'm, we're going to have to call it. We're going to have to call it for humans. We're really dunking on the planet. But when um, when man versus nature was still a viable um, conflict in literature, and it still will be. Uh, shout out Richard Powers. Shout out Overstory. Um, you know, sh- a shark was uh, an animal that you know you could be afraid of, right? I think so. Actually, I heard that um, a lot of people like uh, like Polynesian Polynesian uh, people were not afraid of sharks, but there was like I think Polynesians had this uh, this um, myth where this babe would come on Earth and fuck dudes, but then she was actually a shark. Um, I don't really understand like the the myth of that, but it, that, apparently that was a myth. And I honestly want to see what that girl looks like. And I would beat off to her probably. It sounds hot. The, on paper, it sounds like something that I could see myself beating off to. So, um, yeah, so Great White Shark's number five. And I'm going to say the, uh, the Silky Shark, which is the, is the Polynesian shark, which that myth, myth is based off of, is number four. Just because now I'm thinking about a, a shark that turns into a hot babe that fucks you, but then also drags you down to your doom in the middle of the ocean. Um, but the Silky Shark is pretty cool. Okay, so now... We're down to the top three sharks, and I think that you know that we're gonna have. Um, we I really should think of. I really should remember some good ass sharks for this part. I know who's gonna win already. Uh, number three is the whale shark. All right, the original whale, the whale shark, really should have just been called the whale. Um, this is the only other baleen whale shark that's on the uh, list as the uh, I'm not gonna ba- basking shark is not worthy of this list but um, the whale shark is pretty cool because not only is it the biggest fish of all time not only is it the original whale of all time not only does it have um, both a checkerboard and a go board on its back using its patterns but it is like it's also like super chill and friendly. Like every time I see a whale shark, I always see like 15 remoras living on its beard and like one scuba diver just along for the ride. And um, I'm like, that's tight. You know, that's like, I like that. You know, I like, I, I know it's ridiculous, but I do wish that there could be harmony with nature. There can't be, unfortunately. This is the problem. People think that there could be harmony with nature. But that's stupid. That's the same dumb bullshit as thinking that humans could live together in peace, like there could be some type of utopia. If you think that, then I'm sorry. Uh, I feel like you have a mental disease. So we can't be ever in harmony with nature because nature is not in harmony with us. Nature pretty much will kill us as soon as possible if we let our guard down. The reason, I probably said this on a fucking podcast before, but the reason why uh, the Bible starts with nature is fallen is because nature was being an asshole to humans since the beginning. Like, nature nature always was like, um, life is hard. Like, you're getting bit by a snake, a scorpion, uh, what do you call it? A lion is eating you. Like, it's not easy. If you go outside, you freeze to death. Like, it's just, like, not easy. And so... Humans were basically, they, they, they kicked off the Bible, which is like, I'm staying indoors. Fuck nature. Nature has fallen. The devil's out there. Even the apples are poisonous. And, um, and we are going to basically be an indoor type of society. And that's how, that's how, that's like the, like the, the software that our culture has been running for the last 2000 years. So, but when you see a whale shark and you see how chill it is and how, how like, you know, a scuba diver can ride on its back. It's like, you know, sometimes, sometimes, like, almost like an like a solar eclipse, there can be a moment, a harmonic convergence where nature and, and humans could be in harmony. 
So shout out whale sharks for allowing that to happen. Um, okay, so um, I'm going to go on the second one. And this is a crazy thing. So obviously I put great white sharks as number uh, five, right? So uh, number two shark of best sharks of all time. And I'm not... So when I think of sharks, I think of fucking badass sharks, like not um, like not wabigongs, not nurse sharks, almost kind of not sand tiger sharks. And I yeah, I did give some credit to the baleen sharks. Just that's because a shout out to whales. Like obviously, I'm team humans, right? I'm mammal, so like I like mammal style um, sharks, right? But when I think of sharks, I think of like badass killer style sharks right and there is a, a a club within sharks called the requiem sharks and these sharks were the ones who like requiem you know like requiem for a dream like like you know doing drugs until you die right but requiem uh for a dream like the to to unpack the title like requiem is like a a song that's played when you die um, and the, the one of the best authors, the, one of the best songwriters of Requiems was obviously Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, who he wrote some sick ass Requiems. Um, so, but anyway, there was there's Requiem sharks, and one of the, my favorite Requiem sharks is the whaler shark, or even the oceanic uh, white tip shark. I think, but I don't think those are the same sharks, but they might be. But the whaler shark is a shark that is, it's kind of like I would call brolic, and I would call it to be like an unsung tough shark of the ocean that's squarely in the Requiem Shark team. And the whalers who used to kill whales for a living back off the coast of Long Island in the 1600s, they said that, you know who would fucking always be following along? The whaler sharks. They were like along for the ride. They're like, oh, you you killing some whales tonight? Well, we'll ride with you guys. So, I don't know. I think that, you know, I'm always going to pick an underdog. And, yeah, is the whaler shark that funny? Do I have, like, even any good details to say about it? No. I mean, not at all. But it was the only shark I could think of that fit into being number two slot. So, so whaler shark, pretty good. But, so, but getting to the number one shark on this um, really amazing derailment of a podcast that I recorded tonight. And I'll also thank you guys so much for for being a part of this with me. Um, But the number one shark, as you know, is the Mako shark, which is the most beautiful shark that has ever lived. It is a sleek, uh, pointy, raggedy-toothed, dead-eyed shark that... um, that goes the fa- it's the fastest shark of all time. It goes like 90 miles an hour or something like that. It's a fast shark. Dude, it could fucking kill you in New York. Like, I don't know if it'll kill you. Maybe it will just bite you. Maybe it'll just bite bite you in the leg and then like, you know, permanently uh separate like the mu- the muscles from your bones on your femur. And then, you know, that'll be a wrap for your leg. But then it'll do that at 2 o'clock, 3.30. It'll be in, in L.A., um, I don't know, what's doing something else. So I don't know, like maybe also biting a, a guy's um, femur as well, you know, maybe. But they're fast sharks, So and also they look really cool. So, listen, I'm sorry about this episode, but, you know, the thing about it is I am just... I'm just improvising, right? And sometimes improv is bad. I mean, most of the time, improv is bad. So, you know, and also I put the I put the suggestions out to the audience, and all I got was Richie Rich asking me about anime, and that's like no offense, but like don't ask me about anime. I have nothing, I have nothing to say about anime. If you ask me about anime, I will talk about sharks for an hour. But since I'm here, let me just quickly. Ru- uh, rifle through the rest of these questions because there aren't many. So Richie Rich also asks, marry, fuck, kill, SpongeBob, Patrick, or Squidward? 
So who would I fuck? Who would I marry? And who would I kill? All right. So again, I don't. I've watched SpongeBob like three times, so I only cur- in a cursory way know these characters. But I know um, Patrick is like a a big fat stupid starfish. So um, so I I don't know maybe. I don't know if I don't want to kill him. I think Patrick is nice. So maybe no, I think we're going to kill Squidward. He's annoying. And then we'll um we'll fuck SpongeBob because SpongeBob seem I SpongeBob seems like a ditz and I've never fucked a ditz before. Uh and then I guess I'll marry Patrick. This is a stupid it's a stupid thing, but it is funny. To, it is funny. Marry, fuck, kill is funny. I'll admit that. Uh, then Richie Rich also says, yo, the intro song to the podcast slaps. Well, thank you very much. And then he says, what are my thoughts on Giga Chad? I don't know what the fuck that is. And then what do I think of Sigma males? What does that mean? Sigma males? So alpha males, beta males, and sigma males. That's the ending? Well, listen, I think that our whole society, um, uh, it's like... We, the male behavior is decided by female behavior whether we whether we are aware of it or not like all all in nature um it is the males that are peacocking for the favor of females and in in our society that is nothing different the only difference is we're not like growing feathers out of our side of our bodies and dancing around we are getting different jobs and doing different things and like trying to appear novel so that we can unconsciously perpetuate this the uh society or gain status to be attractive and it manifests itself in a myriad of ways so if there like for instance in like the last 20 years like the like the indie hipster, like sort of soft, like not a not aggressive male has like come into um, let's say vogue, but that character, that like persona, is just like like a design that appeals to a certain female, like basically. Everything I say on this podcast often is just, listen, nothing that is done is done because of the brain. It is all done out of um, a natural behavior, like a natural process, because we are animals. Even though we have the ability to have a euphoric moment of like universal consciousness after a huge like bong hit to be like wow we're on this planet we're alive like so we can do that and then we have the audacity to think that because of that that we not only aren't a part of every other process that happens naturally in the universe but that we are separate from nature completely and we operate on a completely different um what do you call it? set of rules? But we don't. We're just fucking animals. And um I think that like uh when we realize that like humans have been around for a million years, but we only remember the last two thousand, it's because we keep killing each other out of existence and have to farm a new society every two thousand years or five thousand years or whatever. But um, you know, like the pyramids or something like that. Anyways, that's what I think of Sigma males. And then Richie Rich forty two eighty eight is Yes, do I arts and crafts, bro? Um, yes, dude. I I'm like a like some would say um, an accomplished artist um, in terms of like that I've accomplished. Um, like I, you know, I'm I was a I was a career photographer. I teach art for a living. I'm like you know I make different things. But yes, I that I would consider that being an art, arts and crafts. Um, King Mexico asks, "What's my favorite superhero movie?" I fucking hate superhero movies. I have no interest in that. I think that like um it's a, it's just like anime. It's just something that like I wasn't um I was in the right I was in the wrong place at the wrong time for it and 
favorite superhero movie. How about favorite Jurassic Park movie? That uh, I would say that I've loved all the Jurassic Park movies because they're like I think dinosaurs are my superheroes. And then we got four questions by Varsha Brothers, who will be a guest on this podcast. I mean, that's one of the things. Should I have guests on this podcast? Yes, right? It is it probably tiresome for just to hear me rant. But, you know, some people might like it. So Varsha the Varsha Brothers asks about um this guy named Vitelli. Did you guys know about this guy named Vitelli? There was a guy, and I think that he's a I actually think he's a Ukrainian quote comedian unquote he's actually a, a like a, a prankster that just goes and in a mean-spirited way um causes problems for famous people um and he one time kissed will smith like he like inveigled himself into um not like sexually but like he like went to some opening or some shit like that and just like smooched will smith like years ago and he also like what he'll what he'll do is like he'll just find a famous person that's like having a genuine moment and he will go and um you know grab them like i think he grabbed america ferrara's tit that's not nice don't do that to america ferrara's tit you asshole so varsha brothers wants me to talk about this guy vitelli so i never knew about him before i did i did um look him up and i was like this guy sucks um, I hate that uh, there's a guy who is presumably successful, and what he does is cause problems for people. I don't even care that he does cause problems for famous people. I mean, there are there are those out there who, like, you know, fantasize about a class war. These people are stupid idiots. Um, but like. I don't think that it's good to cause problems for people. You know what I mean? Like, I always think of, like, um, the, like, would you want somebody causing problems for you? Has that ever been good? Have you ever enjoyed, like, like having your day ruined by someone? Wouldn't it even be worse if someone ruined your day and they intentionally did it just because they didn't like you and you weren't trying to, like, do anything wrong? So fuck this guy Vitelli. Uh, I hate I hate him. I hated hearing about him. Varsha Brothers also asks, "What was the first time I smoked weed?" And um, let me tell you about this story. So I smoked weed one the first time when I was fifteen years old with um, this guy named Joe Letts, who ended up being in going he was a real piece of shit but he ended up going on to be in a band called Combi Christ which is like a industrial like metal band or something like that I've never listened to them but they look like shit um but anyway he was uh in that he was he went on to become uh like somewhat well known in this band called Combi Christ and even he was the model of uh the on the box of the video game Rock Band 3 as the the one of the drummers on on the box is modeled after him but I smoked weed with him and a guy named Chuck Boehm who I believe died like while we were in high school like only a few years after that so I was in good company um and then Varsha Brothers asks, when on tour, is it more difficult to masturbate? So I've been on tour a few times, once with a band and once uh, in a theater festival touring, touring the- a two-person theater shows and with my girlfriend being the other person who was on tour. Uh, and was it e- what was the situation masturbating? Uh, in both of those situations. Well, you know, when we were touring in theater, uh, we would end up staying at people's houses and having to, like, be uh, billeted by random people who were, like, part of the festivals. And so I think that 
I don't remember like I remember wanting to masturbate and um you know like I had to like go into another room and just like rub one out you know and I think I had to use like the kids room but I, like I didn't come on anything I just like you know came into a napkin you know like normal um yeah it's not not easy it's not ideal what's an what's ideal masturbating like you know lighting some candles you know putting on some putting on the intro theme song to this show you know rifling through some of your favorite um naked women of that you've masturbated to throughout history and just enjoying just like thinking man you know maybe getting some Putting out a towel, getting some lotion, or really like treating your dick right, you know? That's how to masturbate. That's that's the that's the way to do it. Anyway, guys, thanks so much for listening to the show, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>